I think I always hear people do stand-up comedy, and if a punchline is like, oh, it's such a Virgo, I'm like, that's not a joke. I'm no. like, it's not funny to me. I don't like, if people being like, oh, I'm such a Pisces, and I'm like, I don't, like. It's hacked yeah. to me. Um, it's so hacked to me. I hate it so much. And also, like, I get so, like, I was raised Catholic, and I get, whenever people are like, oh, what's your rising? I'm like, go to mass. <laughs> <laughs> go to mass. What are you doing? Like, if you're, if you're just like, don't give me this shit. Like, I, I hate it so Hi, much. What's up, Con? Not much. I love you. I love you. No homo. Mm, a little bit of homo for me. Just a little bit. Just a smidge. From two guys who are never part of the boys club, we want to welcome you to Welcome to Boys Club. This is our podcast. About boys. And about other things. Like their clubs. And the things we were a part of. Hockey. And we're not a part of. Bagels. Wait, did you say we were a part of hockey? I wasn't. Me neither. Welcome to the club, boys. Grab a bagel. What do boys eat? Grab a bagel. I was like, what do boys eat? Hi, I'm fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Um... Pilates, lunging, you know what I mean? One of those days. <laughs> did you work today? Yes, I did. Thank you. Okay. I did. I taught this morning, and they did an absolute fantastic job. <laughs> I don't think I can say bad things on the pod. Probably not. They maybe listen. Um, no, they those girls absolutely do not listen to this podcast. You should do an you should do a a, a class where you, our podcast is playing in the background. Wait, do you think? <laughs> I well, I was. In I don't think you cycle. could work out to it. I was in a soul cycle class one time where they Obama comes on. Whoa! <laughs> and it was like an EDM mashup, but like the first sixty seconds were like actually there's two stories to this. Where Obama and he's like, hope is the corn blah 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 something about hope. And then another one, and this one really made me sad. It was Oprah, and it was her being like, when when you need to know where to go next, get really still and say what is the next best step. And then the beat dropped, and we all went crazy. <laughs> they try so hard to make that shit meaningful. <laughs> and you, I'm going to tell you something. It was. Wait, tell tell Mediocrity the boys. Tell the page. boys at home what uh, they say at the end of Soul Cycle when it's time to be done. <laughs> when they're doing the last final climb. Of the Soul final Cycle. song. They open it up and they say, "It's time to go home." <laughs> and then we do. They said it today. She said, "Let's go home." Oh, oh my god. Um, well, aside from that, did you see any boys clubs this week? Yeah, I did. People that work in restaurants okay. is one that I was, that I can talk about because I was a part of it. Mm-hmm. I did work in a restaurant for one full year. In what capacity? I was, what do you think? I already know the answer. Okay. <laughs> I was the hot person, also known as the host. The host. Which is what they give the person who like doesn't really need to be here because like he's making the least no. money. No, doesn't isn't qualified to do anything else. Can't do anything else. <laughs> Shouldn't be holding anything. Is paid hourly. Won't remember orders. Not getting tipped. <laughs> not even getting anyone's share of tips. Is somehow responsible for everyone's the tables that everyone's getting, which is like an insanely powerful position. Yeah. Um. Showed up every day looking really cute, wearing like loafers, like pastel pants. Yeah. And like a polo, and. That was me working in a restaurant. But I feel like when you're in that environment, it's just like, it's like such an eclectic group of people. Um, and everyone's like in a different stage of their lives. And that's makes it like such a fascinating place to be. I think it would be kind of a funny, um, if the, the bear had like you yes. working the front. <laughs> Is there not a host in the bear? Well, there's not really like a, it's not like a sit down place. It's and that's like why there's not a gay place. person on that show either. If you, If I'm right. So that we know of. Dude, so far, for they should bring one. in a white cis gay host, and they should put you at the front, and then Richie, the guy who's always angry, could just yell at you for being incompetent. People would get really mean and mad about the stupidest things. Yeah, yeah. People love to be angry at the host, which is insane. Because like, here's the thing: I'm not gonna give you a, I'm not gonna give you anything back. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I'm the host, I'm, so I'm just. Yeah, I never worked in any food service, but I would because I always went the childcare route. I feel oh, like you either do, yeah. you either do, maybe some people do both, our guests included today, but I feel like you either go restaurant or childcare, especially when yeah. you're young, and I always went childcare, because well, I like coached and stuff. Here's what I'll say, like, as, I feel like no one was hiring, I'm a man, as, I was a man when I was 17, 16, mm-hmm. and no one was ever, would let me babysit their children, not that I tried, but no one's ever like, <laughs> I'm gonna ask that boy over there to babysit my kids, people my never parents, do that. My parents, when I was like probably five. I remember they asked the guy across the, the kid across the street to babysit us. It was, and it, he was an eighth grade boy. Wasn't that weird to you? Isn't that crazy? That was strange to you, right? Right? They never asked men. 
men don't get asked. But probably for good reason at times. And historical track record's not great, but... Um, I babysat one time when I was a senior in high school. Two girls and a boy. And I think they were, like, obsessed with me. No, I, as a man in childcare, I agree that there are some good ones. But uh, to trust an eighth grade boy to... And he, this is the thing. He didn't show up. Oh, so my dad had to go to this like work event alone. You should have led with that. <laughs> he had to go alone, and my mom had to stay back with us because men do not go to work. He just forgot to come over. That's insane. Which is like get a Google calendar. At the time, is. I mean, I guess because we were so young, maybe like an eighth grade boy to them seemed like old, but also like yeah. I, even now, I'd be like, what the fuck? No, that's a child. Yeah, that's fully a child. Um, did you see any boys close this week? Yes. So there was this guy on the train. Always a good start. I thought you were gonna pull up a list. Did like you have a list? Or no, something. no, no. I'm pulling up the photo of his shirt. He had a shirt that said, you had me at, we'll make it look like an accident. That can only be interpreted as bad. I've seen this photo. The interesting part is that he is wearing a mask. He's wearing a mask. That's fascinating. So he's cautious. Yeah. But he's clearly, like, I can't interpret that shirt to mean anything but bad things. Who's buying these graphic tees for themselves? And and honestly, the boys club in general is people who wear graphic tees that say insane shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I, I went to Catholic middle school... And my parents wanted me to switch to the public school for two years because my dad were... It doesn't matter. It's too much information. Okay. But they were like, we really want you to switch to graduate from the public middle school because it's closer. But I was like, I don't want to. And they're like, if you do, we'll buy you a bunch of graphic tees <laughs> from cafepress.com. <laughs> like things that'll say like Luke's Diner on it from Gilmore Girls. I loved Gilmore Girls. And like, they was like, I That's will get so beat funny. up at this school. Like I was like, can't do this. That's so, so funny. Yeah, they tried to persuade me with graphic tees. I had a shirt when I was like eight. Because I was always very small, and somebody bought me this shirt that said "small but mighty," and I would wear it a lot. <laughs> it was like That's this. That's so hopeful. And then somebody made fun of me for it, and then I never wore it again. That's see, people, people, but rightfully love, so. People what a love dumb to shirt. S- to stop your shine. <laughs> they love to stop your sparkle. That's okay. In this world. I, it probably needed to happen. But anyway, that graphic tee and anybody else who buys those—that's a boys' club. All right. Um, boys, our guest today is a fucking incredible stand-up comedian. She has an amazing solo show. I really can't underscore enough how much I loved it. And everybody I've known who's seen it also loves it. You have to see it. One of the Truly one of the best solo shows I've ever seen. Uh, it's called Side by Side. She's doing it again at Union Hall on September 30th. So get tickets to that. Uh, boys, please welcome Maggie Crane. Hello. Hi. I'm just holding a gun at Nico. It's <laughs> gone! No. I've honestly truly? heard from so many people, and not just Nico, but like Nico included, that it was incredible. Hey, well, get tickets, baby. Yeah, it's really, no, really great. It's, it's very fun to do. It's one of the, I mean, it's one of those, it's very, it's about my life, so it's one of those things that, like, you're like, before you put it on stage, you're like, this is just shit. You know what I mean? You're yeah. like, no one is going to give a single shit. When did you start writing it? I started writing it, um, I wrote, like, a version of it a couple of years ago, which was very bad, and it was, like, just, like... That does happen. Yeah, I wrote, like, a really shitty version of it a couple of years ago, and then I put, like... I put it up on its feet. I lied to everyone, said I was doing an hour, and it was like, it's not an hour. I'm doing a solo show, yeah. and uh, and then I just sort of kept going from there. Wait, were solo shows not hot back then? Like before? I, I feel, feel like, like they so got hot, hot now, now yeah. but they were. I feel like they were cringe, but a few years ago, it was sort of like it was very like your solo show. Well, I'm sure yeah. everybody saw Get on Your Knees and was like, wait, actually, we could be amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I imagine it also affects. Or they just went to Europe and people were like, "Oh, this is that what they do in Europe?" It's a very European model to have like a narrative piece and then you do it for a few years and then you do another narrative piece. But I'm like, imagine having two stories in you. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Imagine being that dynamic. I'm like, what? Two interesting things about your life. Fleabag, real Fleabag vibes. Fleabag, Hannah Gadsby, yeah. Hannah Gadsby vibes, or just like anyone. I feel like I know a lot of Irish people who like, they're like, every year for Fringe, I put together a new hour, and this one's about mixtapes, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I could not, I don't think I could come up with one hour right now. Maybe, if I really You could, you I could, tried. you definitely, <laughs> you could. But it's also like, who, what, I guess the difference between it being an hour or a solo show, it's still an hour of work. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But solo show, I feel like a solo show, you can like, at least I very much be like, it's okay that no one lasts for five minutes because it's part of the story. True. You know what I mean? That you're, is you're, beautiful. You're like less, like yeah, you're like less like laugh a minute and you're more like set up and you're like, actually, actually it's fun. It's, I don't need anyone to laugh at yeah. me right now, which is sort of like nice that you can sit in like yeah. a more narrative thing than being like, 
I imagine I also you have more options in terms of like if you wanted to bring it to theaters, you probably could. Well, that's also the thing. Now I'm like venturing. That could be a uh, that sure is a boys club. Speaking of speaking of boys clubs, like now yeah, going from like stand up world to theater world, I'm just sort of like wow. We thought that the stand up world is hard to get into. The theater world is like every website is from 1989. Yeah, I bet. And every like everything you have to write like. A 19 page application that's like why is this important and you're like it's not I just want to <laughs> I just want to do it like yeah. leave me alone the theater world is actually scary I feel like we've talked the about theater world is a lot scarier because well, they're more yeah. pretentious about it they're I more like pretentious stand up you can put in a bar you know exactly yeah. exactly and the theater world is a little more it's like a little it's not like more explicit with the word but it's, it's more just bullshit to it I mean there's a lot yeah. of people like not just saying like you know we're all assholes here yeah. it's like oh it's there's a lot of this in like the post-Trump world of like, and now more than ever, art is so important. Yeah. And I feel like stand-up world has gotten like, actually, actually not at all. Yeah. Actually, 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 I'm a piece actually of shit. we're all pieces of shit. I yeah. think to be a stand-up, you have to be a loser, and you Ooh. have to know that you're a loser. Mm-hmm. Whereas like a theater person is like, I'm a theater, I'm a magical fairy. Like it's just like it's very like it's, it yeah. lacks that. Um, speaking of Jacqueline Novak, that moment we've talked about this before. That moment where she's like. You have you can be the fool, but you have to know you're the fool. I think theater people lack that knowledge that they are the fool. Whereas you're the fool. No, they're, they're a fool. You're a fucking fool. fool. You're a huge yeah. Fool. Um, but yeah. But I'm so happy to be on the pod. Yeah. Welcome. Big fan. Of course. Um, you were on our April show, right? I was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was a great yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fun one. You I were was, not there. You were not one. there. But there was a fun Jesse lineup. Ballard was co-hosting. The show reminded me of the passage of time. Yeah, like it is weird mm-hmm. to be like every time when you have a monthly show, you're like, oh fuck, another month is come and gone. I know. Wait, life is fleeting. It's really fleeting. <laughs> I was backstage the whole time watching the Celtics on my phone with Michael Good. <laughs> we, we were just like, we were just like, yeah, he's not a Celtics fan, but I think he's he's just he a loves basketball. general basketball boy. Yeah, wait, who's that really, was a sporty like, crowd. He's, he's like, you watching basketball? I'm like, he, yeah, man, I'm watching basketball. He's a classic NBA guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a picture from that show of me standing next to just like Martin Urbano and Michael Good in front of Bruce and we just like look like the boys and it's fascinating. Like this is the most fascinating photo that's ever been taken. That was a hot lineup. It was you, Martin, Uh Michael Good, um, Mm. Maddie Wiener, Dylan Adler. Wow. Star studded. Star studded lineup. That sounds like cast a big brother. You had a little bit of everything in there. Okay. So what... We'll, I guess we'll get into our questions. Um, mm-hmm. What's a boys club you were not a part of? Not a part of. Okay. Not a part of. I've been thinking about this a lot recently because I'm uh, applying for jobs. I've never been part of like an office culture. I've never had a real job. Like a sit down nine to five. I've never ever had a sit down nine you to five do job. It. Don't do it. I, well, okay. It's a lie. I did it once and I got fired immediately. <laughs> I for like two months worked at a commercial production company that was like one of those like, you know, these production companies that make commercials and they, but they call themselves like, no, we make branded content yeah. and we're not, yeah. it's like they're making like commercials about like smoothies that make you shit, but they're like, <laughs> but they're like our artists and I'm like, no, you guys make fucking commercials. Yeah. So I worked for them for like two months and I got fired because I sent all of their holiday packages, uh, two day express international <laughs> instead of normal delivery, which cost them thousands and thousands of dollars and they fired me. And then they used that mistake as a tax write off for human error. Whoa. So I'm a tax write-off for human error <laughs> in 2016. Wait, Brutal. That's and then so I never funny. and then I never had a real job. I, I mean real job. Like I've had like, you know, I'm a I've been a nanny for years. I've been I've worked in restaurants. I'm I was in that boys club. Yeah. Um I you know, I've worked like shit like that my whole life in New York. But I you were fired, did you cry? No, I was so happy. It was like the most miserable I've ever been. Office culture is terrible. I had the to worst. eat lunch with them. I don't want to eat lunch with you. Horrible. So, that is how I feel about happy hours. It's like the happy hours when we go home. Yeah, we don't need to See, I, I, I have no part of that. Yeah. I worked uh, my job before I was coaching. I was working as a paralegal at a law firm, which is a horrible job. Yeah, I don't recommend terrible. it to anybody. No. It's soul-sucking, and they don't. How did you get that job? Did you get it, like, right out of college? Yeah. People have a misconception that it's a hard job to get. In you, my mind that you had a briefcase. You need a And pulse. a wife. You need a pulse. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of the vibe of that job. Yeah. But you need a pulse to have that job. It is okay. not It's not that hard. I worked three office jobs. One time we went bankrupt, and then the next one I was laid off, and then the third one I moved on to Greener Pastures by choice. Mm-hmm. But at the middle one, I had a day like that where you're like, I'm going to get fired, I'm going to lose my job. And it was like, yeah, you are not yet, though. And so I we did this thing where we, like, partnered. I was the influencer marketing person. Oh. So we partnered with Mad Happy, 
which is the sweatshirt company that I think your generation's obsessed with. Mad Happy. It was founded by Syrian Jewish people. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no about. idea what you're talking so, about. So, yeah, honestly, good. I hope they fail <laughs> and that their PR sounds bad, but they well. were getting free sweatshirts from them and the sweatshirts show up and the problem is they're just like ugly. And then it was like, we can't send these people. They're just like so ugly. And they said 1969 on them. Like, is a joke? Like 69? That's when my parents were born. Yeah. I should have sent them these sweatshirts. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get in so much trouble because they won't take these sweatshirts back. And they were supposed to be like, were, yeah, it was so bad. And then you know what happened? Nothing because it was a stupid job and we just like moved on. Yeah. It's like, that's the vibe of this. Office places. culture is they love to act like everything's an emergency and nothing ever is. It was never an emergency. Well, that's all, that's very restaurant culture. It's like, yeah. again, as I said, I've, I've been thinking about this because I've been looking for jobs and I like all of these job descriptions for like restaurants are like, must be okay with like working in a high paced like big stakes environment. And it's like there's no stakes here. It's like you're literally bringing people your their food. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. But I feel like it's part of like because we've erased so much of like what it means to be alive mm-hmm. in reality that we're like actually the sweatshirt account is really important Super yeah. because we don't have like Other meaning. meaning. <laughs> yeah, it's so sad. So we're just like yeah yeah yeah. Oh my god, if I don't get these invoices yeah. uh, out to the clients, it's yeah. so dark. Then Wait. I'm gonna kill myself, and it's crazy. Have you watched the rehearsal? I okay. I'm like one of the. This might be another boys club I'm not a part of. I don't really like it. Okay. I, I think I don't like to watch people with money fuck with people who don't have money. Agreed. I was so so I've been only watching it because everybody's talking about it and I was like I want to be able to You said I would relate. love it. What do you think of me? No, I think <laughs> you'd, I think you'd be fascinated by it. Is that, fa- that it is really exactly fascinating. That is that is what I said. That is what what I said. I it it is fascinating it. and I think he is an evil genius but ultimately like I just don't like to watch uh, people get tricked. No, because what I was going to what made me think of it was the first guy, the trivia guy in the mm-hmm. first episode. Mm-hmm. Spoilers if you haven't watched it. Um when the, at the end, when the trivia guy is like, you knew this is all I had, and you fucked it over for me, I was like, that is so dark. That, like, this alligator lounge trivia is yeah. all that this man has, and, like, I know now it's, it's ruined for it. Oh, and we're God. all just, like, online being, like, nah, being Is it in New York? Yeah. Is that the alligator lounge? On Metropolitan. They rebuild the alligator lounge. And you know where they rebuilt it is in Greenpoint, like, over there. It's Wait, really, it's the really other alligator lounge closed? No, 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 no. No, so, they build a set of the Alligator Lounge. Remember how I said they, like, they go through all the yes. possible iterations? The thing I think you'd be fascinated by is the the questions that Nathan Fielder, the way he directs them, like one time, for example, they when he was going to have this big reveal conversation with his friend that is what he's preparing himself for, the waitress comes over to ask to refill the drink, and then Nathan was like, hey, sip on the drink slowly so that it's not done when she so she just not prompted to come over and i was like i never would have fucking thought of that so that kind of thing was like interesting yeah. it's really and I think interesting it's yeah. i i loved nathan for you but i i was also watching oh, it when guy. i it's that guy and i was but i was watching when i was like 18 years old and i think i just had less empathy when i was 18 years old so i was like got their asses and now i'm watching it as someone who's like you know been sort of wrecked by the real world a little bit and i'm just like just let these people live yeah just let these lonely alienated people live their lives and not be watched by fucking online freaks like me i think who you root (laughs) for in general and things like is very indicative of like where you are in your life Mm -hmm. yes i agree like the classic example obviously is like in rent the people that are like Benny's actually right. They should pay rent. Like that's like okay, we've grown up. And then for me, like I rewatched Girls, and I was like, why did I not like Marnie? I vibe. That, am I wrong? <laughs> I love Marnie. Did you watch? You're Girls? like she is a bedtime. She is like a real person. I did watch Girls. Girls was really modeled to exactly me. Yeah. When I, I was like in college when it came out, I was about to move to Brooklyn, and I was yeah. like, oh my god, it's me. Yeah. Yeah. And then you do rewatch, and you're like, ooh. Yeah. I, I think too. Like those videos of like are, that are popular now of, um, like I don't know. Uh, there's that guy for the Daily Show, and other people do this where they go interview like Trump supporters and like ask them questions to make them look stupid. And it's like, what is that helping? What is that yeah. serving? It doesn't help me to know that there are all these bigoted people out there that are like just alive and yeah. yeah I don't yeah, know. Like I'm yeah. like, what point are we making that they're stupid? Great. Like it's such like, like liberal. I think it's porn, such a. I you think- know. Like, especially, specifically QAnon people, who are, of course, many of them are very, very racist, and I'm not defending them in any way. You guys are like, what is she going to say? <laughs> but, no. but every time I, like, see QAnon people, I'm like, I feel like this is just such a failure of the American left. It's like, these are people who are clearly so fed up with the system, and we could not, like, reach out to them enough because we're too, like, 
uh, I don't know, like, too, like, oh, like, yeah. Fem- yeah. I was going to say feminism, but kind of. We're too, like, rich people who are, like, yeah. Yeah. to, like, reach out to these people who are clearly also unhappy with the status quo. So they're, like, so they right. made up all these conspiracy theories instead of just being, like, oh, yeah, let's just take, let's, like, join a big, like, labor coalition. Yeah. yeah. And it makes me sad. Yeah, well, it's it, it does suck. I heard something recently where somebody was describing, like, the political like not so much as a spectrum but more as like a circle that almost touches because mm-hmm. like the far left and far right have a lot more in common than they yeah. think. Oh, it's horseshoeing is yeah. what it's called. It's yeah. like yeah, so it's like you're so left you get a little like mm, Yeah, exactly. Like people said there was overlap between Trump and Bernie. Yeah. Big time. I yeah. I was I was working for Bernie in 2020 and I I would rock up to like I was in New Hampshire a bunch and I would rock up to these houses and I was yeah. like would open the door and there'd be like these huge Trumpies who would be like, but I really like Bernie. And I would yeah. be like, yeah, I know. That's that's yeah. like why he should win. <laughs> well, the thing with QAnon is that like, it's like they're so close and then they fucking miss the point where they're like, billionaires are ruining our lives. And it's like, yes. And then they're like, and they're like having child slaves. They're like, not quite. Like, or, even, or even it's like closer than that. They're like billionaire pedophile rings. Yeah. And you're like, those do exist. And they're like, and it's a Hillary Clinton in a pizza mm-hmm. shop. And you're like, <laughs> it's like quite literally that. It's like, like so close. Like, it's literally her husband. Yeah. Like, you're so <laughs> close. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. It's so, oh it's so God. funny. You're like, you're so close. And I feel like that's more of a failure on us than anything so yeah so when these like daily show libs go in and they're like look how dumb this poor person is i'm a little bit like what do you what does that do yeah yeah you're like like, yeah they're all like having a a, an existential crisis because they're like so like forced upon by like class structure yeah just like yeah anyway I don't know how we got to that, but <laughs> office culture. Am I right? <laughs> Truly, capitalism is back. It actually um, is how you get there. Wait, what did you do for Bernie Sanders? You were engineer. I would no, I didn't. So I didn't work for. I I was like very. I would like go with like DSA and do a bunch of canvassing. So during I the primaries. In Iowa in oh my god, that's amazing. For Martin O'Malley. Wow. I don't endorse nor not endorse. <laughs> I think he's a very kind person. Sure, sure. I he was I hot was. The birth. <laughs> that's that is true. No, yeah, I, I just did a bunch of canvassing for Bernie because I got really like. I was like really believed and sort of still believe, but in sort of like a past tense way. I'm like, I'm like, this is our last real hope here. <laughs> and then I was not so. I was like, well, I'm gonna, t- I'll go pretty hard for this. And then yeah. I was like, canvassing as well. Did you only go to, to? Did you only walk up to Democrat stores, or you? Well, vote? mostly you would walk up to people who were. You wouldn't really bother with people who are like registered republicans mm-hmm. you know what i mean you would bother with people who are like independents or Dem- yeah. mostly people who were like had voted democrat in the past which is a lot of trump voters yeah which is odd but um once this guy with a uh opened the door once in new hampshire with like a gun he doesn't point it at me but he opened his door with a shotgun oh my god and he was like yeah and he was the one who was like i really like bernie and i was like yeah <laughs> Have a good day, sir. That's oh. terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got called a Marxist bitch twice, <sighs> which I loved. <laughs> Wait, I was like, yeah. That twice is wild. I know. Like, so close to the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Once in Massachusetts and once in New Hampshire. Marxist I was just, bitch. I was just in Massachusetts. Hell yeah. I was in Beverly. Okay. That's where Maddie's from. Middle of the state. Yeah, near Boston. Yeah. How Wait, far? Where, where are you from? I'm from way Western Mass. What's I'm it from, called? It's called Williamstown, Massachusetts. Wait, why did I think you were from Boston? I think it's weird because when things I'm are named after British people. Do you agree? Please agree. Do, do I think it's weird? I think it's like, hey, didn't we divorce them? Yeah. Why are we? No, I hate the English. So yeah, I would I would say it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would say it's weird. I just like. I totally think all of the Confederate statues should absolutely be burned, but also maybe the British ones too. I agree. It is interesting. Brits out. Brits yeah. out. Well, it is. It, it was funny when I was in Massachusetts. I was like, you can feel that they are like a little bit more connected to England yes. than the rest Rhode of the country. Well, because they get that scary OG Pilgrim puritanical shit going on, yeah. and you're like, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Hocus pocus. Real hocus pocus shit. Well, Mystic. Salem. Is, Salem witches. Yeah. Maddie was like, there really are like. Wiccans or whatever up there. There's Wiccans in... The, Savoy was a place in Western Mass where there were a bunch of Wiccans because there was, like... That's where, like, there was, like, alien sightings there and there were also, like... Uh, there was, like, this camp that everyone thinks is haunted because there were, like, murders there. So there's, like, Wiccans who hang out there. Massachusetts is fucked. 
It seems fun. What a fascinating state. And also they were like early to legalize weed. Like they're early to legalize weed. They're like one of the last states in the country to, to for segregation to stop. And we think of that as like a southern thing, but like Massachusetts was like bussing in like the nineties. I I don't doubt that. I feel like it was Real it was racist. so it was so white there when I was yeah like, yeah oh yeah yeah obviously New York is very I mean there's a lot of the spaces we're in are so incredibly white but like there it's more yeah. diverse but like growing up in in Georgia it's far more racially diverse than mm-hmm. I feel like the North is oh yeah and well, I feel like Boston has no gay people except for at SoulCycle the rest of Boston is like no yeah you'd be hard pressed <laughs> yeah <laughs> you'd be, be hard pressed yeah yeah but uh, no there's a, there's a gay culture but I I don't know I don't know. I don't know anything about it, but I, I feel like it's probably limited. It's probably a kin- It's a big city, so I'm sure there is like a large culture of a, a queer community. But yeah, I think I think that might be new. Yeah, it's also probably similar to like DC, where it's like sh- cis white men. But then you have That's like you have like uh, uh, the Cape, which is like a very big yes, gay community. P Town is right yeah. there. Yeah. So we we always find our pockets. No, I have been to P Town. Why did you go to P Town? I went to P when I was like a child. Oh. I was a very little kid, and yeah. my parents were like, "Let's go to P Town." Your, <laughs> your parents are freaking allies. I know. They introducing you to the culture. They went to P Town because, um, actually, because my brother was come see my solo show. My brother was uh in a wheelchair and was uh they wanted to go somewhere where they thought would be really accessible and people would be really chill. And they're like, "Let's go yeah. to P Town." Yeah. People were chill. Just a bunch of people like. Bunch of very strong men lifting my brother's wheelchair onto a beach. Oh, that's sweet. yeah. It was yeah, very yeah, that's yeah, beautiful. yeah. So yeah, that's so nice. Um, okay, what is a boys' club you are a part of? Um, a boys' part, oh, no, no, no. boys' club I am a part of. I when I thought of this, I immediately thought of how when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Jackass. Were you guys into Jackass? <laughs> I'm gay, and he's really straight laced. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just missed the boat on Jackass. Like, I guess. How old are you? I'm 24. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's like, that's cusp. I guess it's cusp. I was so into it, but I was into it in a way, which maybe you guys can't. I was, I was into it in a way that was like, I was a real, I, I'm like, by nature, a pick me girl. <laughs> and I feel like I was really like, yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not like into some other girls are. I, I like skateboarding and jackass. <laughs> right, guys? This is so random, but I was really into the Bam Margeris reality show. Oh my God, yeah. House Life of Viva La Bam. That, that, that. I loved that, that, that. That's yes. what it was amazing. Where they were just like in the mountains. And they're just like blowing up their parents' house all the time. I like loved that show. It's so funny. I don't know why. I Wait. was also really into Wild Boys, which was the Chris Pontius and I Steve never got into spin-off. that. Didn't one of them just die? No. Um, that was Ryan Dunn. He died years ago. <sighs> Drunk time, driving. The passage of time. Wait, what was the show you guys were just talking about? Viva La Bam. Viva La Bam. So what is that about? It was a show. It was this It was spin-off show with Bam Margera, who was like and the hot one. Who's who now his not wife? okay. His wife was like also like, just, they were both like skateboarders. Or she was just yeah. I was hot. Like, I, I really vibed did. with something in that show. Yeah, yeah, it was good because the show was just like they just went to his family house and it was just them him fucking with his parents and his parents were like these really like incredible characters. The dad was like yeah. huge and the mom would always <laughs> just be like, "Bam, what are you doing?" And it was just like an incredible family drama, but just like filmed in like camcorders. Oh, and the thing that I love about Jacket, do you guys like um, Spike Jones? You know the movie Her? Yeah. Yes. So he was one of the early directors of Jackass. Oh, no way. And he's in a bunch of the skits. So he'll be like, you know, skateboarding. Or one of be my like, exes, his favorite movie is her. I love that movie. I can't it's remember like which one it is. Isn't it weird when that happens? You just date enough white guys, they all run together. Mm. And, they're all the same. <laughs> and they all love her. They all have Le- 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 Joaquin Phoenix. They're all. Oh, Joaquin now that I know which one it was. What else has he been in other than The Joker and her? Um, Probably a lot. Walk the Line. Okay. Um, he was in um, that movie where he like put on a character for like two years and everyone thought he was crazy. That was directed by Casey Affleck. Did he used to be hot? He's always been hot to me. <laughs> <laughs> wait, He's always been wait. hot to me. My ex's hall pass is Joaquin Phoenix. That's a really smart Fascinating. hall pass. You think so? Yeah, because he's around. Wait. He's weird. You were talking about how your mom's hall pass is dead. My mom's hall pass is dead. <laughs> what is the rules with that? Do you get a new one or does it? Do you I think does she the whole pass die with wow. that? Hers was so old that it's like, well, that man's been dead forever. And I can <laughs> tell you that dad's is alive. It's Emma Thompson. And she <laughs> conceivably could walk around the corner. 
Who's so, your mom's dad hall pass? Um, one of the old guys, Paul Newman. That's a really good one and a really unobtainable one. <laughs> really unobtainable. Yeah. Like mine would be, I'm single. Mine would be, I don't know, I'm going to have to think about it, but like someone that you would like maybe run into. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think mine would be, we were talking about the guy from The Bear. Oh. That's a good one. He, I think I could What's figure out What's his name, Jeremy? Lives. I think I could figure out where he lives. Yeah. <laughs> I could stand there. I feel like he's kind of atta- obtainable too because he's like a type yeah. of person that like not everyone would think is hot. He's like no, a I think everyone thinks he's hot. Yeah, I think, I think that's I think that ship has sailed. Wait, that's Malcolm Gladwell's the tipping point. Even and my straight roommate Sam was like, "That guy's really hot." Yeah, we. I feel like on Shameless, it wasn't about him being hot. He got hot at some point again because he was a child. Oh, <laughs> 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 I hate how that happens. Yeah, that was it. Was like, I lived in Chicago when they were shooting Shameless. People were obsessed with that. You know how in New York that everything is here, so you're just like, whatever, fuck everything. Yeah, in Chicago, yeah. they're like, that's where Emmy Rosen goes to the bakery. They have a snack so called the Emma Rossum or whatever. Well, they, I only knew her from Phantom of the Opera. Yes, where she was 16 <laughs> years old. Six speaking no! of children. Yes. Was she in the the movie? Yeah. Yes. Mm. She was in the movie. The movie was really sexy. I've never yeah, seen the movie. Yeah, 16 for sure. I've never seen the movie, but I've seen the 25th anniversary rendition that's on Amazon. I think that's an interesting okay. fact about you. That's actually I, a boys club I think you're in. I love that. That you love Musical theater? No, but no. I love that edition of Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> that's so specific. It's <laughs> really good. <laughs> well, so my friend Damien showed it to me and it's I don't know, it's just so good. I think the things that you love, <laughs> your passions are so beautiful and nice. that they are very specific. Like it's it's Canada Dry mm-hmm. and that's the great. 25th edition, 25th anniversary edition of Phantom of the Opera. And there's a third thing, a deal or no deal, the game show. Well, I'm just like, fascinated by deal or no deal. It's very, like, specific things. Well, uh, sure, yeah. Howie Mandel somehow makes his way onto the pod. Mm. Yeah, okay, well, so my TV randomly, if we turned it on right now, I don't know where the remote is, deal, or sorry, there, deal or no deal would be on, because there's a 24-7 deal or no deal network that my TV for some reason gets. That's amazing. Have you gotten really into it? Do you know the price of everything? <sighs> Oh, Are that's, you now really? Oh, that's the no price is right. Fuck. Dealer No Deal is the one where they have all the cases. I'll go. It's the one where they have all the cases, and then you like pick oh. one, and you're trying to like basically you're you're hoping that you pick the one with a million dollars in it, and then right, you're trying right, to knock right, things right, off the right. board. There is no strategy. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, there's like a little bit of like it's kind of like betting, like hedging your bets. Like, do you think you'll be able it's to like, keep playing? Do you have an addiction to gambling? Or yeah, kind of. The issue. Like, there are times on Press Your Luck where you can. It's like, do you want to walk away with four hundred thousand dollars, or do you want to keep going and probably lose all of it? Yeah. And they're always like, I'm gonna keep going, and you just want to be in the TV and be like. You have to walk away. It's kind of like, have to leave. is this enough or do you want more? That's kind of the vibe of the show. But they, uh, it's always like, they always bring people on as many like old American game shows are like, yeah. this person is not going to get the cancer treatment they need. Yes, they have always, a million dollars. It's this always person such, is a, ner- a first so responder. It's dark underneath. And that's why I'm so fascinated by it. Yeah. Yeah. No, even more intensely right now. Unlike Press Your Luck with Elizabeth Banks, who's incredible on that show. And she cries for the contestants in a way that makes me cry for her. It's beautiful. <laughs> And that, like, I'm, I literally Googled Elizabeth Banks gay people just to hear her talking about gay people because it was so beautiful to me. I'm obsessed with her. I okay. feel she's also from Western Mass, so she's probably also said some gay slurs. If she, I, and if she's I, making up for it now. <laughs> well, she got in trouble for something she said about Chris. Not in trouble, but like she said something about Kristen Stewart in Charlie's Angels. Is that what that was? Was she in Charlie's Angels? I think she produced it. Oh, Elizabeth okay. Banks. She's like, she's like producing. And that's okay. important to know. Oh, no, didn't Elizabeth Banks direct the new Charlie's Angels? Yeah, and direct me, apparently. Mm. And I think she actually acts in it, too. I think what it's can't she do? No, she does everything. And she's, like, so hot. Like, I, there's and something like a about... mom, a hot mom. Hot voice. mom, absolute hot mom. Like, there's something about Elizabeth Banks that I'm just, like, so drawn to. Mm. Like, it's like a Google search. Like, when we just need to kill time. Like, what's she doing today? But um, she said something that people were like, that's kind of, like, anti, like, not great for queer people. And it's mm. like, no, we're being sensitive. I think she, what she said was fine. They said, is Kristen Stewart queer in this movie? And she said, Kristen Stewart, sexuality is really not a part of this movie. And then she got like in trouble for that. And it's like, maybe it's not. Relax. I think that could be interpreted as like, like, yeah, she's gay. So like that, like, but that's not like the Absolutely. focus of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever you, all I heard was that you agree with Elizabeth Banks and I agree with you. Well, I think I'd have to know the context more to really weigh in. That's <laughs> no neither here nor there. Pick a side. <laughs> right now. Wait, but we got away from we got away from Jackass. Sorry, yes, um, oh, yeah. and I will say 
Did you guys see the new Jackass? No. No, you're no, not. No, but you had the thing on your birthday. I, had, I, I made make a it. bunch of people come. It was my birthday when it came out, and I ma- I just made a bunch. I was like, I will be here for my birthday, and if you want to come see Jackass 4 with me, you can come. Which and was I, iconic. It was really iconic, and like 35 people ended up just coming, and like it was like Is really. Is your birthday in the fall? It's in February. What day? February. It's the worst month of the year. My passage to, of time is so intense. It's so yeah. it's so bad. But February, everyone wants to commit suicide, so never no one ever comes to your birthday party. <laughs> so I just like we, we have to. I like made everyone come to watch so Jackass, and then and then we're in a bar, and then when everyone was leaving later that night, everyone was just like, "Thank you for putting this together." This was it was like I, I threw like a children's birthday party. I threw myself like a mall. Like I just turned ten, and my mom is taking us to Jackass, and then getting us pizza. That's awesome. And people were so thrilled, and like Jackass is such so nostalgia based and also you're just like yeah all I want is to see a man just get hit in the balls over and over again yeah wait that's so true that by February people are probably like thank you for giving me a reason to continue on (laughs) like this was really fun it's a community I haven't seen the sun in seven days exactly No, but I I fucking love Jackass so much but I but I did really use it when I was younger as sort of like a guys I love Jackass too. I'm not like the other girls. Wait, I I watched Fear Factor. Ooh. Are those cousins? Okay, Joe Rogan head. I feel like those are cousin shows. No, I disagree. It's a, it's a, it's a, yes, but it's like the one cousin is like an antisocial pot smoking skateboarder and the other cousin is like on steroids. Yeah. But they are cousins. I feel like, uh, in in terms of our, in terms of our lives, I feel like Fear Factor is gay and Jackass is queer. That makes sense because what I like mm. about Queer Factor is the I bullshit agree. that that your show wouldn't do is where I like when people are eliminated. I like yeah. when you're watching just like a straight couple from Ontario just crying. Yeah, Jackass covered are, in scorpions. Jackass, they yeah. all just like destroy each other mentally and physically, and then they're just best friends. Yeah, you just get to watch a group of best friends that is over beautiful. twenty years. That's it's you really, do it's like really elimination nice. based games. I love, I love it. I lo- wait, like when I played soccer in middle school, the only thing I liked was when we played World Cup. Do you know what World Cup is? Of course, that's I know a real World game. Yeah. Wait, it, describe it. Is it where someone gets a li- someone gets eliminated? Yeah, everybody, all, everybody yeah, is a team country. in your country, and if you when you score the goal, you have to say the name of your country to move on to the next round. If you're the last person who hasn't scored, then you're eliminated. Yes, I only liked that one, and I was horrible at it that's mm. the best game to play with the kids at um when you're trying to waste time at soccer camp because you just go in the goal and don't let them score for hours and hours and hours and the game just continues forever i love waste so time. much time the it's winner would get out. candy and i think we didn't know about cvs so we were just like so excited <laughs> to like get candy and it was like cool to watch people be like it, it always felt like survivor vibes to me I, love, I love Survivor. Wait. Obsessed with Jeff Probst. Would fuck. I think, <laughs> I think if I fucked Jeff Probst, my boyfriend would be stoked. I, <laughs> like, yeah. I found a nude of him on the internet, but I think it's fake. It's fake. I looked into it. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I know the one. Uh, the huge dick one. And I, I, yeah. was like, I was like zooming in to see pixelation. Wow. I was like, this can't be correct. And who, it had a, who had a... a uh, there was another celebrity that had like a pretty famous... Like dick pic. dick pic that was like under the pants and people were like, "Whoa, John Ham, John Ham, thank you, John Ham." Mm. Yeah, I know. I have a that's my my special skill, is I can just rattle them all off. Everyone that's ever been exposed on the internet. John Ham is pretty classically sexy. I feel. Yeah, he's so. Oh my god, so love kind. and yeah. so nice and he's so funny. I think he's Elizabeth Banks vibes. Like I think they're mm. in the same. Like they're in a group shot together. I don't know. John Ham seems cooler. This is my internalized misogyny. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, fuck that you bitch, John. Yeah, yeah. Wait, but I started watching Survivor when I was six. <gasps> when it first came out? Uh, the first episode I watched was... Pre-9-11? Pre-9... Yeah, everything was way chiller. Mm-hmm. And Survivor was actually better pre-9-11. I agree. Take. And it was the episode where Roger Bingham gets voted out of Australian Outback. Wait. So, final five. Wait, so that was in season one? Season two. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, I see. I started yes. watching season two. And then I went back and watched season one, which is like kind of like low quality, but it's fine. I love season one because it's like no one knows how to do it. Who do you like? I like I like the one from Boston who's like a, supposed to be a do- no. This is some doctor. Sean. Who does Sean? Who doesn't the know? The AV alphabetical. Yes. And yes. who doesn't know how to how to vote? So he just every time he votes, he do- goes for like the next letter in the alphabet. Yes. And you're like, you're a doctor. Yeah, yeah, Wait, yeah. You have to know strategy. That's yeah. so funny. That is true. Probably before anybody knows how to do it, it's probably really fun. But then there was mm-hmm. one alliance that used that against him. They're like, okay, so we know that the next letter in the alphabet is going to be J. So if we all vote Jenna out. 
she'll get voted out because Sean will vote with us even though he's not in our alliance. And yeah, then yeah, that's, and they like, use that. And they're he like, would just voted. go down the list? That's fucking insane. He was so yeah. dumb and he had no idea because everyone was like, oh, but we should, we should sort of strategize. And he was like, nope. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. It was really awesome. At the beginning of Survivor... And this is why I feel like so I'm very anti-current survivor because it's just I like, hate it. It's produce, all luck. It's producer all luck intervention. And all like, luck and chance. I don't want. Not. I don't care if you get like a secret letter. It's you, like no. I want you oh, to... you found a note in the woods when you were going to the latrine. Like yeah. staffers are threw a note at you. Like fuck off. No. I like immunity idols because I think that's fun. But the new stuff where they're just like, oh, you get a vote here, and then if you do this, hat, if you say, say this, this riddle, that fucking blows. And I so can't believe probes would go for that shit. <laughs> it's like Big Brother on an island, and it's like, no, this it. actually was Survivor. And here's the thing. 16 people are always going to be interesting because it's always going to be in someone's best interest to leave the alliance. There's yeah. never going to be an even alliance. Someone's always going to be on the bottom. Absolutely. So, like, we need back to the basic wow. Survivor. Also, now in the, the last two seasons, they're only there for 28 days. That's fucking nothing. It's fucking I don't give a shit. It's like they're like crying for their like mom. And it's like, it's been two days. You had a full You're week fine. and a half. How and long the other is it one, usually? Like 39. 40 days. Nice. And then well, they do 28 uh, days and everyone's like, Jesus. I miss my family. And it's like, no, you fucking don't. <laughs> You're in paradise. Have they ever done a celebrity Survivor? No. No, they've done they've done winners, past winners okay. though, who are my celebrities. Well, my hope for for you both is to be famous and they get on Celebrity Survivor. I would love. Thank you. I would That'd love. be pretty sweet. Thank you so much. They do Celebrity Big Brother, but like that would ruin my life. No, no, that. Survivor. Absolutely not. Wait, no, that we would were talking trash. about pre nine eleven. And this made me think. <laughs> First club. And this is <laughs> wait, I don't. But this is what makes me. Think wait, you don't this. remember anything pre nine eleven? How old you were? Like I was born in ninety seven, so I was four when it happened. I remember Sorry, things I remember from, four, from four. Um, I was six when it happened. I don't know that this is real, but it, I saw it on Twitter. And it's uh, Mark Zuckerberg tweeted uh, about like the metaverse and mm-hmm. said, friendly reminder, 9-11 never happened in here. And it's a picture. That's of- not real. That can't be real. That's really upsetting. No, because that's a joke on something else. He like They d- tried to build a new Paris. <laughs> so that's a big, that you got. And it's like, the, I know. You I got Zuckerberg. It, I think it must be a joke, but I was like, that. But also, he's such a weirdo that I wouldn't put it past him to say something that Of course insane. not. 9-11 never happened, and no one in the metaverse has to take off their shoes at an airport. <laughs> <laughs> Gorgeous. Gorgeous world. That's a fucking boys club I'd never want to be the a part metaverse. of. That sound, that, it looks so bad. It's like, have you seen the graphics of it? It's insane. It looks like like we, like we me. It's worse than The Sims in like 2004. And Wait, like, I literally don't yeah. understand it, and I'm not even, like, I should I? What is it? I barely understand it. I just went with my... So I used to nanny for this woman who worked for this company who was asked by the metaverse to design a club, like a nightclub in the metaverse. And I was like, what? Like, what (laughs) does that fucking mean? And I guess there's part of me that's like, okay, like there is like an accessibility thing where it's like if you're a person who can't get out in like in the world easily and that there is like an online community but I'm like but this isn't it this is yeah. fucking insane this is surveillance yeah, yeah that looks like lot. Wii Sports like literally it looks like you got your little me that you created and it's like walking around it's like it's so wait so what's the benefit of it you don't need to leave your house I, I don't know you what they're like trying to do on, I guess and you're in it and it's like, like a it's like a alternative reality or something it's it's dumb it's like but remember like who's that computer game the Sims. Next, Animal Crossing. No, no, close. But it was uh, Second Life. Yeah, it's like oh, Second Life. Yeah, they have the whole thing I in the office where one. Dwight has a, se- but it's he's all the same except for he can fly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's what it is now because you're still like at your job. Yeah, like you use the metaverse through your job, so you're still just like it's through work. I think it's mostly through your work. Okay, that's fucked. Mm-hmm. That's- no, it's surveillance. It's a way of surveillance that they're trying to make fun, like Instagram. That's psychotic. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, the only benefit I can see is like what you said is like people who maybe have like need like like I can imagine like queer people outside of like Brooklyn being having access to like a community via that way would be yeah. really sweet. But like that's great. But oh you my. can go to a gay nightclub. That yeah, your former boss designed. And then realize yeah. how fucking crazy they are and you never can go, go to back. three dollar bill. <laughs> yeah. Wait, was Taylor Swift at three dollar bill last night? Or are they all kidding? No, they had, a, they had a Taylor Swift night at $3 so none of bill. Those so everyone, Taylor Swift. no, no, no. But they all did, I think they did Taylor better than Taylor did. That makes sense. That makes way more sense than what I thought happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought they went to Taylor Swift night and then she showed up. And I was like, how did she get to the Mars Elsa? Oh my God, no. I'm That's sick. hard to imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 
metaverse crypto all that no that stuff scares me in a big way and also no. it's like i mean but also people got real rich off that and i'm like all right i guess you figured it out yeah I don't know. I, I can't, anything I can't understand like that, I'm so, maybe that's bad of me. To be I, like, really I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't want it. But if I don't understand it, I hate it. It's not <laughs> real to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. No, all that shit scares me, and I refuse to sort of. But I also am not very smart. <laughs> I think that. No, you are. Are you Thank an ENFP? You. Am I a what? An ENFP. What you just call? Oh, like <laughs> what did you call me? The, What's your Myers Briggs? I don't know. I've, I've done the test. It's the one that's annoying and loud. And You're an ENFP. Okay, I'm an that's ENFP. That's what I am, right? No, you're an ENFJ. Oh, okay. Mm. You're that. You're we're similar. You're us, but you're organized. Are you organized? No, not at all. We're not organized. Okay. You're organized. Absolutely okay. not. Not organized at all. Is I'm the like, J for organized? The J organized. <laughs> organized. Wait, the J is for like it. In in short, it is for organized. Okay. Which like it's not that simple. Nothing is. But like, <laughs> wow. It's like organized. Okay. Do you what? believe in or do you have any of those types of like? Do you care about your astrology sign or anything? Not like at that? all. And I've been thinking about this recently. I I get real. Like I get re- again. It's my. We've been talking a lot about how I hate women, and I think this is just another. Just <laughs> <laughs> another thing about every time I I especially get so mad. I think a lot of. I think I always hear people do stand up comedy, and if a punchline is like, "Oh, it's such a Virgo," I'm like. That's not a joke. I'm no. like, it's not funny to me. I don't like if people being like, oh, I'm such a Pisces. And I'm like, I don't like. It's hacked yeah. to me. Um, it's so hacked to me. I hate it so much. And also, like, I get so, like, I was raised Catholic. And I get, whenever people are like, oh, what's your rising? I'm like, go to mass. <laughs> go to mass. What are you doing? Like, if you're, if you're just like, don't give me this shit. Like, I, I hate it so much. What's your rising? Go to mass. Yeah, go to mass. Like, don't give me this I shit. I want that tattooed on my stomach. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm a fire. Oh, fine God. Like, what are you doing? I get so, I worked at, I worked at the wing. That's a big boys club. Wait, I have so I worked many at the wing. I tried to, I wanted, go on. Wait. I, I worked, the wing was a co-work, it still is, but it's not really a all thing anymore. All female. It was, a, oh, it okay. started in, like, in the wake of the Hillary Clinton losing. Female? Technically, you Founded cannot be. Founded by Audrey be. Gelman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Who is based, who, uh, who, what's her name is based on? I'm just obsessed with girls. cool girls. Can you tell that? That yeah, I'm just I can, like, I I like really cool tell. girls. Um, but yeah, so it was it was for all an all-female work, co-working space. <laughs> but technically, that's illegal. You cannot, that's discrimination. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's all-female anymore. I no, think it's, that, te- it's technically not. Because I looked at the website because I was like, can I join this? They, they use language like, like female and non-conforming and not female people. And you're just like, Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> but I worked there and it was like such a shit show. That's like, who Marnie's based on? Yeah, Marnie's yeah, yeah, based yeah. on Audrey Gelman. And uh, yeah, so I worked there and I, like literally every day. It's, it's what made me this way. Every every day of my life, people would be like, what's your sign, babe? As I would make them like $14 lattes. And I would be <laughs> like, you Jesse should all burn. Jesse Ballard works at like Spaces. Are we allowed to say that on the pod? I think so, yeah. Which is like a similar, but they have all types of people. But I probably And no people. air conditioning. And no air conditioning. <laughs> what? It's out all the time. Oh my god! She's constantly texting us. The AC is out in spaces again. Ugh, it's like that's absolutely yeah. a boys club that you were a part of. I worked at a. It was we a work. coven. They call themselves a coven. <gasps> Literally, that's I had to a wear lot. a t-shirt that said coven, and I was like, I I should get out of here. Was Audrey Gelman ever there? Sometimes I never interacted with her because I was like, why would I say to her, I I'm a dishwasher at the wing. What am I gonna say? Yes, queen. Like, what, what the fuck am I gonna like, be like? Loving your brand mission, girly. Like, no. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that is a boy's love. Not a name I ever thought I was gonna hear again in this world. Mm-mm. No, it's Audrey Gelman, baby. Yeah, it was. And then they got canceled, but they got a big op-ed in the New York Times. They did get canceled for what? For being bad to their workers, which I can I can attest to. I they I got interviewed by some reporter for the New York Times, and she took me out to a bar, and I just got like seven drinks because she was like, "I'm paying," and I was like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> I got so drunk, and I was like, "Y'all, what can I say? It's not a very good work environment." <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no quotes from me. <laughs> the article. <laughs> All of those places like did burn down. Like we work bad. We were crashing the wing, the bad. Well, because ultimately, no matter what your mission is, is ultimately it's like it's just so rooted in capitalism, and yeah. you're just like, oh, what if we made culture around like our jobs? Yeah. That's the saddest fucking shit in the world. And then also, it's like you have when you have real people like me, like working there, like baristas and servers and dishwashers and stuff like that. It's like, well, that's a real job. And then you have people coming in. It's like this is my playground, and yeah. I I pay money to be like 
to have my business here and you're like oh yeah. this is awful yeah to have my freelance graphic design business and especially when you like root it in something like feminism and then it's all just these panels that would be like how y- 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 us ladies can be just as ruthless and evil bosses <laughs> as men and you're just like cool yeah. like, women can be bad too you know exactly it's yeah. like how to also exploit your workers <laughs> girl style and it's so it was awful That's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah wait where even was the location they had many 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 locations i worked at their um original location um in the Flatiron district mm, cool that tracks mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was there, like, the ugliest spaces. Like, it, they're just all, like, it's all just pink. And everything is, like, fake books. <laughs> it's, like, like, literal fake books it's everywhere. It's just shelves of, of empty Jane Austen. It's Pretty much, Jane Austen yeah, on the yeah, yeah. And it was all just very, it. like, millennial pink. And everything was, like, yeah. cute. Cute. And then with COVID, I feel like that was, like, people were just, like, okay, what do we actually not have to go to anymore? Yeah. And it was, like, hey, you work from home. You don't have to go to a fake office. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. It's, exactly. like, the definition of something that you can just cut. It was, yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, I don't think co-working spaces are as big. I mean, or, like, co-working spaces are, like, literal spaces, but, like, like member stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you have to, you, like, pay a lot of money, and then you can right. go, like. The one thing I will say, I will defend to the death, they had showers there. And I would take an incredible shower That's there every nice. day, and I would use, like, Glossier products, and it oh, was. We could never. Did they we have could a, never. a gym? No. But people would come from the gym and sort mm. of freshen up. They had makeup rooms. Wow. With like free makeup in them that I would use all the time. What did those girlies pay a month? I don't know. There was like different levels, but I think the lower levels were like 400. Which is, I mean. For a hang. For a hang spot. I guess if it's like a business expense, I don't know. But most of these women, most of these people were like not. It was like. Their business was like an Etsy shop. Yeah, or they were clearly just rich women whose business was like, I like market my success, and you're like, what the yeah. fuck does that mean? Yeah. Bitch? Like, who yeah. are you? Who, who's you're, your daddy? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. what's yeah. your last name? Yeah, but it was very yeah. Like there was a lot of, it was it was a wild place to be. It was very like Hillary Clinton's lost, and every woman making over two hundred thousand dollars goes insane. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, fuck. Uh, but that it was a real boys club. That is a boys club. And that there were no boys allowed. <laughs> I, it's funny but not legally. <laughs> I literally was just on. I I decided I wanted a desk, and then mm-hmm. so I was like looking, being like, what does it cost to get a desk around here? Like we work, and then somehow I ended up on the wing, and I was like actually trying to read all their language to figure out if it was still women or not. And Technically, I you can't just be all women. It's that's illegal. That makes absolute total sense. Maybe Jesse could get you a deal at Spaces. Do you think? I feel like I would not. I feel like I would just go and hang with Jess. Probably. It's no, also those spaces are such weird cultures because then you just like it's like curating a hang in a way that I I'm like why would people want to ping pong tables? Yeah, and shit. like go to the park with a or notebook. Or like go find a friend that's outside of the way that you sell your labor. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Coworking spaces are huge. There's something about my room where I can't do work in it. I've decided, but I think that that's the problem is that I've decided that. And I think I could undecide it. I've decided that I can't do work anywhere. <laughs> I've decided that there's not a single place I can do work. It's hard. It is. Building habits is hard. This is a podcast about building habits. It's mm-hmm. not. Grind set mindset. We've never had it. Okay, habits. Malcolm Gladwell. Zach Senior came on and his voice club was people that say grind set mindset. And I think that's... <laughs> grind set mindset. He was not in that one, he said. He was not in that one. No. Yeah, no. No. Um, but what is a voice club you would like to create? Create oh form create of form of or see in the world form of community. This is the hardest one. Oh, that's hard. I sort of did this wrong. No, I thought do, it was one that I'd like to be part of, and I literally oh that works too. Wait, I like that. I literally that's just great. I was like I'd like to be on a sports team for people who are bad at sports. That's great. I would like because I love playing sports because I have a lot of aggression. I'm a real Regina George, but I <laughs> I have no technical skill. When she isn't that in, when she hits was, that all the lacrosse all the lacrosse, lacrosse when she's right. hitting all the girls yeah. and, and then she's but she's doing really well. Yes, but she's doing okay. really well. This see this is tied to office culture. Like, that office culture was weird, but we did have a kickball team, and no one was good, and it was fine. That sounds so nice, because, like, there are all these people who play, like, like, they're, like, little side sports, but you have to be good, and I'm so bad at every single sport. I'm so bad at every single sport. I can't do it at all. I really want to go to some batting cages. And I love that. We should go. I would definitely. I, would, I will hit you up. There's some in Ridgewood. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm so down. Yeah. I'm so down. Do you know Jen Wagley, who takes, uh, she's a photographer. Yes. For Boys Club. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes. She was saying she wants to go, too. 
They're fun. They're We're fun. Gonna, they're we fun. Gotta go. I can't imagine swinging. But there's there. levels because I don't want to do it anymore. I feel like mini golf doesn't do it for me. You, we were just talking I about mini golf. Sure. I hate mini golf. I like it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do anything. I'll do anything. <laughs> but it's like it doesn't do it for me. I want some like contact. Yeah. I want to be able. I want to be able to get hurt. Have I'm you ever like, done? Happy to go. Wait, you, you do laser tag? No, I've never done laser tag. Again, I want like contact sport. I yeah. want to do some like flag football. We were also talking about punching. bringing dodgeball back. Oh, I love dodgeball. Yeah. yeah. Um, in grade school, did you have clubs that would be like your parents pay however much money, and then every Monday after school you go to the baking club? No. And you bake something. That's what this is giving to me. Yeah. In a good way. Um, good baking club. A good baking a good club. Good baking club. Where it's like one teacher who like needs more money, more income, and a passion project. She like knows how to use an oven, so all the kids go to her after school, and they pay money to bake with her. Mrs. Ferry. <laughs> that, that's what you do to people who are not like who are not comedians who are like have like more normal lives mm-hmm. who like they just have like hobbies that yeah, are like yeah. just they're like not like um I have to show up to my hobby so I can be seen yeah, yeah they're like no this is what I like to do yeah. this yeah. is like my friends no that is true when people are like oh I don't know how to meet people and it's like well go to an open mic even if you don't do that like, yeah that's you will meet don't some of the say. weirdest people you've ever met but also some, some good ones very, very good ones or soul cycle you can meet people at Soul Cycle. That's what's interesting. If you have $40. I, I teach stand up classes, and like half the people take my stand up classes are like people who want to get into comedy, and half are people who just want to like, I've always wanted to try. Yeah. I've like decided they just wanted to, to do this on a Sunday. Do they go to open mics? No. So, like, well, again, some of them start to, which is like, which is, it's like, and then when I see my students out in the wild, it's like, I'm like, I'm a mom now. <laughs> I'm like, hi. You're probably Catholic. I like, yeah. I, I, to this day, I'm just like, thinking about it <laughs> I was too mean to Kelly a no, year ago that's literally every time I know every time I was ever rude to someone I know I think about it all the time yeah one time when I was time. a kid I this girl like overheard me saying something kind of mean about her and I went home I saw for two hours I wrote I wrote her a letter I wrote her a letter and the next day I brought it into school and gave her this letter being like I'm so there was like a long one being like I'm so sorry and sh- that poor girl like that's worse yes. to hear someone being mean about you and then the next day you get a psychotic letter <laughs> that's so horrifying <laughs> that's so horrifying I was yeah. rude March 2020 my, I went home my <laughs> brothers were both there and I said to my younger brother I was like so there's like COVID's been so hard for me like I my Pilates studio is like literally closed right now <laughs> and he was sent home from his senior year of college <laughs> <laughs> and he said, you act like COVID's only hard for you. Like that. And it was like this whole outburst of his. And I like apologize to this day. To be like literally You have brought so that up angry. a couple times. It still sits with you. <laughs> it does sit with me. And Mark, I really upset him. I was so mean to him. And then my dad one time, I was like really rude to him. And he said, I show you again and again that I love you. And it's just like really uncomfortable. And you like don't seem to like when you're just rude for no reason. Oh, and was that's like, so sad. Yeah. One completely. time. One time. This is something that stayed with me for one time. It was like my f- my freshman year of college and I came home for Thanksgiving and I was doing that thing where you're like um yeah this is a colonizer holiday like I don't understand why and because oh I was oh I was saying this because it's my dad my dad was like oh Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday and I was like um yeah yeah oh so you like genocide (laughs) I used to be like I'm like I've been in college for two months sort of like line and my dad just lets me say everything he just like started listening to me and I'm like why do you even like it and he goes oh well I used to have a really abusive family and now I have a really nice one and I was just like, oh. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> Wait, that's brutal. It was so really, let me say all that. That's the kind like, of thing that where you just shut a person down immediately. It was, she shut me down immediately. To I was hold just like, a mirror up to a person. I why we even celebrate it still. He's like, oh, yeah, no, I sort of see what you're saying. Um, I used to come from a bad family, and now I have a nice one of my own. So I sort of enjoy being with you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> I'm like, oh, good point, colonizer. <laughs> That's do you have siblings? I do. My the brother. The yeah. show's about him. He yeah. died. Are you older? Are you oldest, youngest? I am younger by two years. Okay. I'm the baby. Okay, yeah. Wait, and you were born in 1994? Yes. Same. Yay! When's your birthday? February 8th. Oh, my mom's the 9th. <gasps> Aquarius? I just said I hated it, and I just did. Wow. There you are. Conditioned. I'm taking my ass to mass. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Catholic energy in this room. There is. All three of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you. Oh, yeah, all boys Catholic high school. That doesn't mean... You're right. There, mean... there was one Jewish kid there. Mm-hmm. That's how rare it was. I know that there was one. I forget what his name was. But, um, yeah, we were raised very Catholic. Yeah. But, like, we did go to Mass. Well, not, like, a ton, but, like, on the important days. 
I used to, my mom, like, when I was a kid, had this, like, moment, and she started going to an evangelical church, oh. which is a big deal, because we're also Irish. What pushed her? Protestants. Over? I don't know. She's, you know, you know, you're fine in your walk with yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. you you're gotta, fine in your walk. You do what you gotta do, I guess. But, uh, and my grandpa was, like, so enraged by this, because it's, like, Protestants and Catholics. That's yeah, the yeah. thing. Um, so he, my mom would take me to these evangelical church services, and my grandpa would be like waiting for me to take me to mass. So I, there was like six months period where I would you go to like four down. hours of church, just oh being like, God. quickest way to make you an atheist. It, oh yeah, really, it worked really well. <laughs> yeah. so I was just Childhood like, not for is me. actually just sitting in environments that you didn't sign up to sit in. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's just being taken somewhere and sitting there, and you're like, mom, and she's like, shh, <laughs> don't talk. Yeah, I, from a young age, like, remember being, like, in mass being, like, I can't wait till I don't have to go to this, and I get to choose to not. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know how anyone sticks with it. I guess I do. I guess you get older, and you're like, oh, I'm going to die. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know. That's a boys club. That's a boys club that we all got out of. Yeah, going to mass. Maybe Matt, like, I love spin class, even though it's, like, miserable, but I love it because it makes me feel, like, like that well it is interesting how much it's actually tying this back to fucking co-working spaces it's like we are a generation who's like given up on religion which i think is because religion was mostly bad for all of us but now we're like left with this void of community Mm -hmm. so it's like that's why places like we work we're able to do this shit because we're all these people who are like so lonely and so we just like are looking for community because we do we can't just go to the church potluck because the church doesn't like gay people Mm -hmm. so we're like (laughs) we're just like trying to find Free wine yeah. after work. <laughs> yeah. That's way better than church. Yeah, you only get one sip at church. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We work at Incredible Cold Brew. Hmm? Incredible Cold Brew at WeWork, and they had free beer. Really? Yeah. Free beer. I was sober, but for the for the ones that weren't, they had free yeah. beer. I uh I, I made the cold brew at the wing and I spit in it. Well one, well, one time we I didn't realize that you had to dilute it. So I made pure concentrate cold brew and all these fucking women were like, This is really good. <laughs> and we were You're just like heroin. Yeah, we're just like, ooh. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so everyone's real productive at the wing. <laughs> like a bunch of thirty year old like millennial feminist women being like, ah! and like this is such a Hufflepuff. <laughs> hyped you're welcome honestly ladies yeah (laughs) that's just very scary energy (laughs) yeah it was a really scary energy there was a i was there for this incident that ended up in the expo in the new york times i was there for um there was this group of women who got together like and you could like book the space and like have like meetings so like uh, people did like oh like we're a bunch of like uh, black women in marketing and we're going to have yeah. a space for this time or mm-hmm. oh we're like a bunch of like women in comedy writing we're going to book a space for this time and this one time this woman booked a like very earnest like meeting like room and place for redheads like just a bunch Whoa. of like for, <laughs> for redheaded women to come commune and then I was like there and I was working as a barista and they were all talking but it was like really like it's like yeah sometimes it's really hard because like back in the age of South Park like the, the kick a ginger thing like really affected me <laughs> and like all these women being genuinely like talking about like their life as a redhead and it was like crazy and so that was it was like I'm like bitch that's dyed red hair it was crazy <laughs> like and then like they got Jesus. too drunk and we had to get them out of the space because we all had to go home and this one woman called my manager a bitch because she tried to like kick her out it was crazy oh my god mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. a scary place. And that and that story was in the New York Times and I was like, and Oh my god, I was there. there. <laughs> oh my god, I was there. Part of history. Part of history. Me being <laughs> me being like <laughs> So they talked to one of your bosses. They were mean to one of my my boss who is this is like who The New was, York Times probably they talked to Yeah, uh, I don't know if they talked to her. They must have talked to someone, but you're not getting names from me. <laughs> Wait, I worked for a company. Maggie Crane is not a whistleblower. <laughs> yeah, not a whistleblower. <laughs> whistleblower that's a boys club i think i am a whistleblower okay so what is the difference between a whistleblower and a snitch i think one gets killed i think yeah one's legally protected it's supposed to be like it's good that you did it because it was for the greater good yeah, and a completely. snitch it's snitcher. but i'm i think a whistleblower a is a hero, i think it depends on what side you're on bad. yeah like it's a, a thin line a i think loser, yeah and a whistleblower is like hey we gotta stop this yeah a whistleblower is like we should treat people equally. Yeah. And a snitch is like, 
Like that. I heard the phrase whistleblower a lot at my paralegal job. Because mm-hmm. they did a lot of like internal investigations into companies, like things like a WeWork type place. They and there were always lot. whistleblowers yes. who were anonymous. And then you realize the whistleblowers drunk Maggie seven drinks <laughs> in. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, sometimes I don't like my job. It feels <laughs> crazy that they're allowed to get you drunk for those things. Well, they meet you up. I mean, I think it's like, yeah, they're just like, meet me at a bar. And then they have a credit card from the yeah. New York Times. Feels strategic. You want to plug your socials before yeah. we wrap up? My socials are at Maggie Crane on all the important ones. Hell and, yeah. And, uh, one and of a kind. One of a kind, baby. No, there's like a therapist, a famous therapist named Maggie Crane who's on Twitter. And I'm always like, bitch, you're ruining my brand. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot be seen as someone who has good mental health. <laughs> so but um yes but uh, yeah and then come to my solo show side by side at union hall on september 30th at 7 30 p.m hell yeah tickets going fast yeah they are <laughs> yeah they rushing are. at the door rushing at the door <laughs> um we always end by doing a smooch into the microphone love so one two three Hey boys, thanks for listening to our podcast, Boys Club. Connor, where can they find you on socials? You can find me on Instagram at Connor Janda, that's C O N O R, Panda with a J. You can find me at Nico Carney, N I C O Carney, C A R N E Y. You can follow both of us at Boys Club Comedy on Instagram. We have a monthly show at Club Coming, last week of the month. Uh, if you're in New York City, you better come hang out, come part, be part of the club. Okay, see you soon, boys. XOXO. Bye.